Hey, it's Cassidy Paris. And Tom Rogowski, and you're watching CMS TV. Rock on. Oh, yeah. here on chris aiken presents chris aiken here eric farantino's right there and uh eric um digestor was quite the character to say the least <laughs> wow i was a digestor uh last night after just pigging out at a uh, football party <laughs> nice um yeah our friend catherine our, our neighbors uh catherine and jeff yeah have a condo in this wonderful vacation okay. rental building here and they have a great view by the way man there's is there's is even better than ours if you can believe how that. can it be better than yours yours is yeah. like fucking perfect well if you've seen uh the footage from my deck where i kind of zoom out and show the ocean you could see one of the buildings in the distance okay. that's their building so when oh, you're nice. sitting on Catherine and Jeff's deck, you don't see any other buildings. You're looking right, you're much closer to the water. Okay. Okay. And you're, you're, you have no obscured views. He, so they're seeing everything and they're seeing more jetties and stuff. It was, it was gorgeous. It was an amazing sunset last night. Um, they were very uh, great hosts and hostesses. Uh, they had tons of food, chips, like crazy cheese dips and stuff that my right. stomach wasn't really used to. <laughs> yeah, because so, you don't eat like that anymore at all, do you? No. No. Uh, and then she's kind of Southern, so she was doing a Southern thing. She had like these Brussels sprouts and bacon-wrapped asparagus and did right. this chicken up. And, oh, man, she did all this food. So And then they had desserts. But the chips, we were, we were eating chips through that whole game. Did you watch the game? The what, Frisco, Detroit? Yeah, the 49ers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I watched yeah. it. So it was fun, man. And I, I haven't been drinking much, but last night, man, I had like probably like four White Claws. I was drinking Susan's White Claws. <laughs> and then um, Catherine made me this the, this drink. It was in, have you ever seen like the sparkly um, jug water things that women carry around? or? Mm -hmm. You know, they're just huge with the straw in it, and it's like sparkly and stuff, and has a lid that cl clicks on. She makes me a drink in one of those. It was like, you know, half vodka, the rest, whatever, these foofy little elixirs she was putting in sure. there. I mean, it tasted like a, like a candy, like what do you call that? Cotton candy. It was like a right, cotton right. candy vodka drink that was just massive. Mm -hmm. And I just crushed it. I, I drank that. The white guy was pretty messed up, man, by the time. <laughs> We're, we're also celebrating that Susan can finally walk on her own. That's you know, a big celebration there. It's for a big you. celebration. <laughs> she's drove herself today to work. I'm no oh, longer nice for the people that don't know Susan about almost three months ago when I was on the road, was out with her girlfriend, had a little too much fun and tripped on the sidewalk and smashed oh. her patella or broke her knee. And it turned our lives basically upside down for the last couple right. of months. And I've 
really been having to like pick up the slack for everybody through the holidays through everything i had to have stoic steve step in that's right to cook. Help cook because i was just stretched way too thin uh, but, but we made it through and here she is walking we had to walk to Catherine and jeff's which they're like the furthest point of this whole complex uh to get to but she she did it we made it there it was awesome we had a fun time watching the game uh we walked back we were kind of pooped after that we went to bed but i woke up like uh probably like three in the morning digestor <laughs> needed to uh blow it out man wow <laughs> well dude out there and, and and again you're south are is, is everybody on board with the 49ers or are there some swifty fans out there or what everybody like i'm not a sports guy at all right okay? uh they are over there so i know Catherine and jeff were definitely boy uh rooting for the 49ers and at one point they were down by like 17 points yeah and it was it was quite the failing by Detroit last night. I mean, they they literally shit the bed. <laughs> Jeff actually like got up at some point, I seemingly in disgust, and got up and walked out. Was just looking at his amazing view on the on the patio and was just kicking. He didn't even want to watch anymore. Right. But this is where I think those games are totally fixed because it just seemed like a big show to me. You know, to have that kind of a lead and give it up just seemed like something to do more with the betting on it whatever they got to call it okay the audibles they call in to make this game have these turnarounds and mm -hmm. possibly bad calls or whatever that they'll do to switch that score around and phenomenally you know take it over i don't buy it but it is entertaining as hell there was some great plays that went on sure it was a good uh, game i will say this though and i'm not by no means am i gonna say it's fixed because i you know i mean you can have that argument back or forth and, and you really can't prove it either way I'm going to say this, though. This Super Bowl this year is going to have, it's going to break every record they've ever had for viewership. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, it's going to have the least number of actual football fans watch it of all time. Just because of Taylor Swift, do you think? I That's think because of a this? lot of things. Number one, the team that football fans, and I'm a football fan, you know that. I, I live for football. Football fans wanted Detroit. They did not want the 49ers again. And they really didn't want the Chiefs again. You know, this is, I mean, this isn't even a new Super Bowl. They did the same fucking two teams four years ago. So it's not even mm -hmm. fresh. It's old. It's old. It's played out. You can bring in the whole Brock Purdy, you know, is new with the 49ers, but whatever. It's the same fucking two teams. Mm -hmm. So it's boring. Then there's the Taylor Swift factor, which is obnoxious. It's fucking, she gets as much press as the team does. Mm -hmm. It's, it's obnoxious. And I'm not, I'm not blaming her. You know, everybody else is like mad at her for some reason. Have you seen any of the pornography that they're making with her? <laughs> the pornography? pornography? No. Yeah. I saw an article that they're like, Congress says that the, they need to step in because of the Taylor Swift AI pornography that's going on. No, and, I haven't uh, seen that. Which I was really, I would love all that. Like I would love a Hillary Clinton porn. I mean, give, give me anything <laughs> like, um, but they should be able to swap the faces, no problem. And you would think that yeah. that would be more easily accessible. But apparently that's a big taboo thing to do. They don't want these celebrities being used that way. Yeah, well, there is a good amount of that. I've not seen Taylor Swift, though. There's a lot of Britney Spears out there. And I will tell you, as a porn aficionado, there is a lot of Selena Gomez out there. 
There's a lot of Selena Gomez sucking a lot of cock. You know, there's there's all kinds of that. There there is some of that. What do they call it? Deep fake or whatever. Deep fake right, technology. Exactly. Yep. But um, yeah, there is some. There's some Miley Cyrus. You know, and the weird thing with the with that stuff is some of it is deep fake, but some of it is just women that look exactly right. like the other mm -hmm. women because you know you know me being me being the investigator that i am of course i go on to x videos or Pornhub and and look this stuff up and the first comment every time in any one of those videos is it's fake that's really blah 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 you know and they know the name mm -hmm. of the person who it really is and then you look up that person you're like holy shit, she does look exactly like miley cyrus or right taylor swift or whoever it would be um yeah I, I can honestly say though with taylor swift i haven't seen any only because i don't find her hot so i wouldn't be this was in the mainstream news that's how i even heard about yeah. it that it was it's, happening but i thought it was interesting that you know obviously they use these people for for things they're all useful idiots that they use for their control mechanisms yeah. but uh mm -hmm. something to say oh we gotta stop this you know we're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna anytime they do that you know they're gonna do a blanket <laughs> Mm -hmm. there's there's more a bigger away from thing. us than they need to yeah, yeah there's a bigger there's a much if they're gonna take away dealer taylor swift deep deep fake porn that really means that they're gonna take away photoshop from anybody to use it or something that's right you now have to <laughs> register and pay a fee to the government yeah to use exactly <laughs> you need a license to a, a, a governmental license to use adobe premiere pro or whatever <laughs> fuck, fuck i bet i i got photor i, I tried uh -huh. that i've used a couple times sure uh before i don't do too much touching up of my stuff i think when i post photos on uh my facebook instagram those places i i if anything i just do a filter on it maybe those color filters to make it sure. pop a little mm -hmm. more yeah. but i don't really go in and you know like some people are really neurotic with it you know like mm -hmm. if they're big they'll like stretch themselves out to be skinny and yeah you know just enough with that yeah. shit you know, I, I'll, I'll let a few of the wrinkles fly. Yeah. yeah, dude, I get that because I started putting mine in your pictures on like the thumbnails and stuff just because right. the Internet says that that draws more attention sure. as if you have faces on it. Mm -hmm. So, of course, now I just get every single week. Hey, look, it's Eric and fat ass with fucking this, you know, whatever. And I'm like, really? Oh, I oh, haven't yeah. Seen oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. Well, that. I get it. They message me it directly. You know, like I'm gonna somehow quit or some shit. Oh my God, you called me fat. I didn't know. You know, <laughs> they, it's like, little do they fuck. know that that fuels our fire, well, dude. It would be, I would be much more offended. And and I'll give if people want to really insult me, find something that's not true, because <laughs> right. saying something that's true is never gonna bug me. You know, that's that's saying I'm fat. Well, no fucking shit. I think I say it on all the shows more than anybody says it. But you're trimming down. You're looking I more am, handsome by the but, episode. But 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 you know as well as I do, dude, that it's gonna until I weigh two and a quarter. You know, right. fucking, I'm gonna be the fat guy. And even then, I'll be like, well, what? Let's say I do get all the way down. Let's say I get to 185, which God knows I'll be anorexic at that point. But let's sure, just right. say for the sake of argument, I was able to get down to 185. Mm -hmm. Then it's going to turn into, well, you still don't have any control or you wouldn't have got to 400 fucking pounds. I miss fat Chris. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be that too. You look sick. You look, I see that with Ripper Owens. Ripper lost. I mean, Ripper was never right. a fat guy anyway, but he probably lost 50, 60 pounds. I mean, he looks sure. very trim, very fit. 
And immediately in the comments, anytime there's a KK's priest thing on Blabbermouth, it's like, look at look at Ripper. I hope he's go doing okay. He looks like he has cancer. And it's like <laughs> Jesus. Like, and he's so amazing. Of course, let me say that. How amazing. Yeah, he he's great. But uh, I, I mean just, I'm just having fun with this. But he he's he looks now like a like a crooner from the from the forties, yeah. like a Sinatra, he looks like Frank Sinatra or something mm -hmm. now. But it's like it, still But it, it's just funny that, you know he was called fat that guy's never been fat never but he no. was called fat now he's thin and everybody's like well you look like you're dying it's like shut up oh my god getting Great. old goddamn sucks let me just it does. say that. it's fucking the worst but i was uh even hanging out last night listening to the the women around the uh, water cooler last night or the kitchen area you know all concerned about their looks and what procedures mm -hmm. they're gonna do and it was all depressing honestly yeah you know what i mean i don't think any of them should worry about it they were up there were everybody was pretty there and, you know i i accept people and and it's funny because as i age and i see people my own age they're still attractive to me and i see i could see what they probably used to look like and it, mm -hmm. it's endearing to me if anything you know what i mean of course that you, you get to a point where everybody just looks like a scrotum you know <laughs> 75 yeah i mean you you all just look horrible as you get older as the ears get bigger and you're fucking every two seconds you got to deal with fucking hairs growing out of weird fucking places and shit you know yeah getting old blows you know that's why if you ever notice in tv Every old guy, they get the guy that's like the most absurd looking old guy. You know, they don't even just get like a regular aged up guy that looks 70 years old. They get the guy that has the weird face that shrunk in with the big nose and the giant fucking ears or the ears stick all the way out. So you're almost looking down their ear canal when you're looking straight at them. They do right. that on purpose to exaggerate how how awful getting old is and how how you're a piece of shit if you're old. You know, it really is weird how that is mm -hmm. kind of an accepted practice, you know? There is, yeah, there's like an ageism thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah, they've always, that's a historically been a thing to kind of show the the, the old people as a nuisance, Yeah, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so, so you don't feel so bad when they throw them in some hospital and they're dead soon, you know, or <laughs> right. whatever stuff they do. It's actually awful because there's, there's actually a lot of things that people over 65 can contribute and do and mm -hmm. probably would be good for their brains to keep doing like retirement's not a good thing from what nah. i understand it's bullshit no we're never retiring you're not gonna retire chris are no you? absolutely not i'm gonna work I'm, i plan on breaking my keyboard from my head falling on it <laughs> yeah. i will die working there's no there's i mean dude you know how much i work can you imagine me saying yeah i think i'm gonna work two days a week that simply could not happen that I can't like even on a vacation, which I've taken a whopping one in 20 years, I took one vacation and even on the vacation by like day four, I was like, eh, let me just do a little bit of this or let me do You know, let me at least check in on what's going on back home. And you know, right. I don't have it in me to just say, yeah, I'm going to do nothing for five days. That fucking does not exist. Maybe if I smoked more pot or something, I could do that. But I, I don't smoke enough weed to be lazy. There's only one way to find out, dude. I if, as soon as soon as they start selling it here in Ohio, you may see a very different Chris Aiken. <laughs> I might gain every pound back from fucking having the munchies from smoking pot because I'm telling you, 
I am going to smoke pot all day, every day. Yeah. From the minute they they finally distribute it here. I'm either going to smoke it or eat gummies or what. I'm going to eat gummies like they are meals. It's so awesome. Like, like that's one cool thing about living here in California mm -hmm. and a lot of other states too. But like, cause, but it's funny cause for so many years I, I was like a, a, I slung that stuff, you know, I sold sure. Me too. herbs and stuff, you know, over time. Mm -hmm. And that was a big part of my life chapter in my life. You know what I mean? Sure. I felt like a gangster, you know, back in the day, but that's all changed as they, the legalization process came in these dispensaries opened my customer base kind of just went away you know and yeah I, of course i kind of hated them i didn't like the whole registering register deal i didn't like the idea mm -hmm. of having to show my driver's license or have the government know what i'm doing was annoying as hell and and i still don't like that aspect of it but um as far as the ex accessibility the convenience the um you know i i basically whenever i want and i don't have to schedule it with the guy or yeah. you know find out it's going to be a few more days till it comes in or it blooms mm -hmm. or it's ready anytime i want to during business hours drive out to this place show my id walk in there get a better deal than i was getting a, a wholesale deal as a guy was selling it you know yeah bad mm -hmm. time you know where god place i had to i'm getting like really good stuff for like an ounce for like a hundred bucks getting like you know gummies um you know 20 gummies for 10 bucks right in a, in a bag i mean it's amazing you know and so i'll just go down and get like a month's supply or what i want sure <laughs> come back i'm i'm actually saving money from what i used to spend sure. Not and the other thing that you're getting good is that you know that there's quality now right i mean goddamn, dude how many of us that smoke pot have bought have gone out spent the money and then got just a bag of shit <laughs> Well, when I first smoked as a teenager, yeah. definitely that's how I was here. We, all the all the pot came, most of it came from Mexico, mm -hmm. uh, that, 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 the most accessible stuff, and it had so much pesticides on it and stuff. It was gross shit. It was really gross. I have mm -hmm. to be honest. There were so many people back then. Uh, you know, obviously this was in the '80s for me as a young teenager, yeah. but uh, a lot of people would just smoke that stuff all day long. Those terrible joints. I can't be good for you. Around that time, the hydro, the hydroponic <laughs> yeah, right, right, craze right. started blowing up mm -hmm. around the late '80s, to my memory, and that was really expensive then. Like to sure. buy, to buy even a quarter ounce of some something like that would be like eighty bucks in 1987. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, expensive, and so there was definitely a, a connoisseur market for the, the higher quality uh, smoke. But now with all these places and facilities doing that and have these massive hydroponic facilities they're able to like you know get so much more out there to the point where yeah. there's a big reserve of it and they're actually just throwing it away at, at the prices i used to spend to get that crappy mexican yeah. pot back in the 80s we go well, and, and, and the thing in, and the thing in the 80s was at least for me and you could tell me it was for you as well i'm going to assume it was you would find a guy that was good and you would buy from that guy for a long time. You'd buy from that guy for six months, eight months. A year. He'd be the only guy. He'd be the only guy you'd call. Somebody else would offer you weed. You'd be like, no, no, I, I've got a guy. You know, I buy from that guy. My guy. Yeah. Inevitably, though, that guy would get busted. Inevitably, mm. back when it was illegal, that guy would get right. busted. And then you had to go through that three to six months of finding another guy that was reliable. <laughs> And it yeah. sucked. 
it sucked so bad when your guy got popped and then you had to buy from well this guy's a friend of that guy and he always seems to have good pot so i'm gonna buy from him now right. and then you would buy it and it would not be nearly as good as your guy right. it would and be light so, they wouldn't have it all yeah so then you're fucking around well hey hey who do you buy your pot from oh bill right. i don't know bill let me buy some from bill can you which is actually was annoying you know because oh. i i used to when people this was typically when i worked uh day jobs as a young guy mm-hmm. and there you knew you knew who the other stoners were at work yeah and they would come up and like hey where are you getting your stuff and like i remember god this one old guy is just like always harassed me and i really didn't care i don't i wouldn't want to give my guy's number out because that would be less he would have for me right exactly you know what i mean right. like there's <laughs> you don't even really want to do that it was more of an annoyance so I think whenever I did hook somebody up, I, I purposely gave them like I made it light and just made it so they wouldn't come back again. Like right, you're, you're stupid. Here's your stems and seeds. Get out of here. Yeah, exactly. Here, grind <laughs> it up <laughs> harder. <laughs> but then it, that, I think that's what got me going into it. Was so many people asking me back that Do you know somebody's and, and and I almost wanted to get something in return for it. So I was like, right. I'll tell you what, I do know a guy. It's me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly. Dude, that was me in in high school. In high school, I used to work at a church. I worked at a church cutting grass and weeding flower beds and doing shit like that. I made $3 an hour, $120 a month. I still remember the checks. I would get the check every every month, one check, $120 a month, which was, sh- I mean, it was good for ninth grade or whatever to have $120 <laughs> in 1982 or three, but I was never that that lame. So I would take that 120, I would buy a hundred worth of fucking pot and I would sell it for 500. And that way I always had $500 instead of, and that was me. I was the kid in school. I was like, Hey, you know, Oh, you, you, you looking for some weed? I could talk you right up, Mm -hmm. you know? And I did that for years, years. (laughs) I did that. I thought that I, there was a time I really, truly thought that was going to be my life right was being a pot dealer yeah because i was good at it i never got caught i never even came close to getting caught you know or arrested or anything yeah. you know one time i had a cop walk by at a football game in the middle of me you know handing off a, a couple of joints and stuff but it wasn't even a lot it was like two joints or whatever that i sold to somebody and uh and as i was handing it to him a cop came from out of nowhere at the football game and just walked right by us and he probably he had to have seen us but he just kind of was like it's too fucking junk. whatever you know he just right. didn't care but um you know it i i really thought that was going to be my life and thankfully that didn't become my life because i know me i would have started dealing other shit. there's Uh-oh. no question in my mind i'd have been like Oh, man, I got to sell an awful lot of pot to make 500 bucks. Man, I could sell a tiny little bag of Coke sure. for just that I, much money. <laughs> personally, I, I I never considered such a thing Like, because I, I, I do believe that there's uh, medicinal uh, attributes to, to mm-hmm. mar- marijuana. Did um, you try so, other stuff? Um, well, I've, I've, no, I've never, never got involved with anything else. I got a... a drug level you never but, done coke even no 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 i'm not saying that i'm not i'm not saying that of course i've, I've done all the drugs there are but i'm just saying as far as like selling anything like that i had nothing i wanted nothing to do with selling anything that was would hurt people right you know what i mean like you're you sell herb you're a fucking hero 
You know what I mean? In the the neighborhood. (laughs) You're like the, you're almost like a doctor. Mm. So I was like, I have a doctor's appointment to go get my feet. Uh, You know, so I never felt bad about that. I knew that no one was being hurt. If anything, I'm making the the world a better place because everybody's stony and happy. Right. And and that was good enough for me. I, I, so you worried about about that even when you were young about, uh, I don't want to fucking have somebody overdose no, on something right. that I saw. No, hurting people is not my goal. In life. But you I, thought I, about that is what I'm asking. Did sure. you You actually thought about that when you were like 15 years old yes. or 16 years old? I never thought well, about that shit. Of course. I, I, I love animals the most, but I mean, I'm just never out to like hurt people. I mean, I've... I've had my brush ups and, you know, times where the the world's got me down because I wasn't doing the right things in my life. Like, that's how this life is. Like, when you're not in where you're supposed to be, everything is against you. Everything, the winds, the everything, you know, yeah. nothing goes correctly. When you're where you're supposed to be, everything just comes at you and everything's good because sure. you're where you're supposed to be. You're doing the right thing. And then it all just comes in. Dude, I did not learn that lesson. No kidding until i was in my 40s honestly i was always that let's see what i can get away with guy i was on everything i was definitely the one that was changing price tags in stores so i could steal (laughs) fucking equipment i was somebody that was absolutely stealing you know just absolutely robbing stores i didn't i mean not like armed robbery but no i definitely I definitely had me and another guy and we robbed this Kmart that was local to us blind. I mean, and we, we had systems, we had systems of how we could steal tapes and how we could steal cookies and how we could steal clothes and how, like we had systems that we would do. And we got to where we knew how to go into the back and, you know, have a receipt right. for something and then steal it. You know, you know I mean, we, well, we're given we, these talents, you know, I think as humans, like to be able to get ourselves out of a bad situation mm-hmm. or fake people for our own protection or survival. It's a survival instinct that we have. So clearly you have it and you're good yeah. at it. And if somebody try to incarcerate you or, or do something, you'd probably be able to get out. You'd be able to like do something to fake them out. Yeah, maybe. I, I just know, dude, especially with drugs, I, I know the exact reason why I never got into dealing heavier drugs. And it was because I shot heroin twice. Cause that was right at the time that I was like really involved with selling a lot of pot. And okay. I was selling a lot of pot and I was going to a lot of college parties, even though I was like 16, you know, my, my, my buddy, Andy, that lived down the street from me, he was in college my junior year. But, you know, he lived down the street, so I kind of grew up with him. So, you know, he would take me to these parties. And, you know, the, the people, the, the college students would all fucking goof on me. They'd oh, who brought the fucking child? Who brought the baby? You know, that kind of shit to the parties. And I was like, I'll show you. And I'd fucking do, if, if, if they were doing lines of Coke, I'd do a line of Coke that was 13 miles longer than the other guy's line of Coke. Wow. You know, just because I was that, you can't fucking talk shit about me, guy. Did you ever have any close calls with the, with the Coke? Wait, no, gonna, not really. Overdose? Not really. I the closest I think I came was was heroin. I shot heroin twice because somebody dared me to do it. They dared me to do it once. Oh, fucking you won't you won't fucking put a needle in your arm. And I was like, "Yes, I will, motherfucker." You know. Wow. <laughs> and I did and I shot heroin and it made me violently sick. Like Yeah. Like definitely. throw Opiates. up sick, not yeah and and i don't remember and and this could just be that my memory's not real clean on this but i don't remember any kind of a high 
or a hallucination or anything that was remotely fun. All I remember is throwing up for days. Yeah. And then I went back and did it again the next week. I went back. I had it in my head. Well, maybe that was just a bad fucking dose. So I went back to the same fucking party and somebody brought out the heroin again and I shot it again. And the same thing happened. I guess I was allergic to heroin. And it really, after that second time, I was like, I'm never fucking doing this again. Have you ever had pain kill? Well, for your fire, did they give you opiates as a painkiller or anything? Dude, I was on Percocets. First of all, in the hospital, I was on a wide open morphine drip for weeks. Weeks. I was totally, totally hooked on fucking morph. Then when I went home, they gave me Percocets. And... And, and again, this is 1994, so people are going to hear this and say, that's not how it fucking works. Well, back in 94, this is how right. it worked. Yeah. The hospital for me was 25, 28 miles away. It was pretty far from my house. So once they sent me home, they gave me a prescription that was just unlimited refills of the Percocets. Because I was in such bad shape and I had a wife and babies and everything else that it was impossible for me to go 30 miles to the hospital, get a new prescription, then come back 30 miles and fill it at my local drugstore. So they just gave me a Percocet, (laughs) a wide open Percocet. It was supposed to be two every eight hours I was allowed to take. Right. I was taking that shit like it was Pez in a dispenser. I yeah. mean, handfuls. Like, And when I say yeah. handfuls, literally six, eight at a time. Chug it wow. down with some milk. Yeah, huh. and, and, and Because Percocets, I don't know if you've ever done Percocets or tasted yeah. Percocets, but they taste disgusting. They're we really, chew them. We chew them. Ugh. Or snort them. Or, yeah, I don't snort know, them maybe, but I, I mean, I would just take <laughs> them and I would chug them with milk just to get them down. But I was taking so many that I was refilling the the prescription like two, three times a week. So, um, I get called in on Thursdays at the, in the burn clinic, they had what was known as show and tell. And on show and tell, that was when you would go in and you'd fucking the doctor take a look at you and say, Oh, this is healing. This isn't, we might have to do surgery, blah, 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 that kind of shit. Right. And, at one point I got called, you know, I, I went in for show and tell and the doctor comes in he looks at my chart and he goes, I'm going to ask you something and I need you to be honest with me. I was like, all right, what? And he's like, are you selling your pain meds? And I was like, what? Oh, sure. Yeah. And, and, and he was like, he's like, are you selling your pain meds? I was like, right. no, I was like, no, I, I'm not selling them. Why? And he's like, well, you've refilled your your pain subscription nine times in a month and a half, whatever it was. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. You're it was, making red alerts here at my, yeah, for my job. And, and I got flagged, and he took me off the fucking Percocet and put me to two weeks of Tylenol 3s and then um, aspirin after that. Mm. And I can tell you it was, it was brutal to come Jeez. off that shit. Yeah. As if I, I, mean, I was still in a lot of pain. And even to this day, I mean, it's been 29 years, you know, 19, it'll be 30 years in December. Right. To this day, I'm still addicted to aspirin. I take 
no less than 10 aspirins a week, 10 wow, ibuprofens a week. That's because of the headaches for that. You Not get? necessarily headaches. I, uh, that's a whole nother issue, but, uh, okay. which I could share that too. But, um, no, just, I get, I get sick. I get pains. I get pains in my yeah. skin and my chest, whatever. Yeah. And I take two aspirins every day sure. and it just mellows it out. But no, no, the headaches thing, which has derailed this show once or twice and CMS and everything else. I got, when the furnace blew up on me, like I was holding a pipe like this right. and the door blew off. The door of the furnace blew off and the pipe, you know, flipped. It looks similar of. to what you see in Chris's background. Yeah, right exactly. Now. <laughs> exactly. But it just, boom, it hits me. The pipe hit me in the head and I got a concussion from the explosion and from the pipe hitting me in the fucking head. Well, they did their surgery and shit. And then I, I slipped into an, an actual coma, you know, on the table, I guess. I don't know, on the table, off the table. But I don't remember waking up after the surgeries. I just, the first time I remember was like three weeks later, you know, and I don't remember shit. Well, they never treated the concussion. So what I get from time to time, especially if I don't sleep enough, is what they call post-concussion syndrome which is that my brain sometimes just thinks it's going through it again and oh. it fucking levels me and it's just like everything shut down head under a pillow you know you know keep everything yeah. as black as i can because it, it just fucking knocks me the fuck down and i have to be careful especially with sleep because i don't sleep real well anyway I have to really, really force myself sometimes to try and sleep. Sure. And it, 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 it fucking sucks, but, you know, it is what it is. Well, what about you ever fuck with, like, the sleepy time teas? And, you know, maybe you are a guy that's a good candidate for some for some gummies, nighttime gummies to yeah, sleep. Dude, I, I, the biggest problem I have is that I have too much going on. The okay. doctors have told me that a, a number of times. Do less stuff. Right. And I'm not going to do that, you know, yeah. I mean, and that's a personal choice, but you know, I'm, I'm a producer guy. If you know, I, I was told from the time I got burned that I was going to be lucky if I made it to 55, well, I'm 55, right. I am right. going to fucking, I am going to accomplish every motherfucking thing I can every single day that I can. And I've been like that pretty much since I got healthy, you know, since I got better from the, from the burns because dude, you only get X amount of days and it's pretty clear. I ain't going to get to 85 or 90, you know, I'm, Dang. I might be gone in five years or three years or next month or 10 right. years. I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't know. And, but I, I know this. Whenever y'all are having my funeral for me, there won't be one motherfucker that says, man, there's a guy that could have done so much more. No, you're right. You're right. You do <laughs> a ton. And I, I'm like, wow, it makes me feel like I'm not doing enough. You know, so I'm going to step it up, too, for the same reasons. Like, hey, yeah. I wanna, we want to go out swinging, man. Yeah, I mean, you want to you wanna be able to. I would be embarrassed even, even as a corpse. My spirit would be embarrassed. If people, if, if the, if the remarks about me weren't 
man, that motherfucker did a lot of shit or man, he accomplished so much stuff. And, and I, and I'm, I'm always amazed when, when I have friends, they'll be like, Oh, how do you do blah, 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 blah. You know, they're always like, how do you get all this done? And I'm like, Oh, I do it. You know? that's how I get it done. I don't sit around fucking watching TV. I don't sit around dicking around. I fucking do my job, you know, where the TV's on in the background, but you're still working on something else or always multitasking at all times. Dude. When I got, when I was building pinball PA, I got really, really sick because I, I was sleeping like three hours every two days like i really was i totally lost all track of everything because i was trying to i was trying to build a business a brick and mortar business i was living three days a week in pennsylvania four days a week in ohio i'm driving back and forth i'm trying to run aiken it i'm trying to build a business at the same time you know i was going crazy with it it's a lot of work to open a business and I just was like, well, I can just keep going and, you know, and not sleep <laughs> and that'll, you know, that'll facilitate shit. And my, my friend, my friend, who's a doctor, she said to me at one point, I, I went in because I just was feeling terrible. And I, I went in and she goes, why don't you just go buy a shovel, go dig a big hole in your backyard and lay down in it. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she's <laughs> like, you're not going to listen to me. You're not going to go to sleep. So just go fucking dig a hole and jump in it. And I was like, all right, point taken. I get it. And, and she told me, she gave me things that I had to do. Like I had to, one of my ultimate crimes is I'm, I'm notorious for picking up an iPad, like having an iPad on the bed. Right. And I'll wake up and I'll have an idea. And next thing I know, I'm like, well, let me just scribble that down. Let me scribble it down for later. Right. Which then becomes now, because now I wrote the idea down. Well, let me flesh it out a little bit. Let me do this. and Now it's 7 a.m. You know, it's like, fuck, well, now I got to get up, you know, and I've, I've blown four hours. And for about three years, I took the iPad completely off the bed, you know, and, you know, that was one thing I had to do. And I I did it. Another thing that I still do to this day, which has been a godsend, was she made me stop working at a certain time every day, whatever time it is, 10, 11, 12, whatever time. But I have to plan for two hours of not working every night. She's like, turn on the TV and veg. Watch your wrestling, watch your fucking TV shows, whatever it is, watch a movie. But you have to not just get in bed from full wake mode and try to sleep because you can't stop your brain that way. Yeah, it's a process. You have to mm-hmm. decompress process. Decompression yeah. process. And I and I do that now. Now I definitely I go in and I just kind of chill and watch fucking bullshit TV, whatever it is. And I sleep better now. It's weird because now, you know, I I I remember scoffing at her. I was like, that's never gonna fucking work. And man, that was the biggest change in my life because it it quite honestly, now I sleep five, six, seven hours a night, which Okay, good. For me, for me, there was a time that five hours was two nights of sleep. Pretty regular. I was yeah. always like two, three hour guy. Now five, six hours. Maybe it's older, I don't know, but 
Well, Dr. Fiorentino wants to prescribe some nighttime gummies of uh, the Indica variety. And I think that even just one of them, you'll just sleep more solid, too. It's like you won't have really, you won't be dreaming and all over the place. You'll just be like, conk, and wake up just feeling, wow, I feel great because you had such a, a solid rest that you're just feeling. Well, brother, if you can find a way to get me some of those until I can buy them in my stores here, I would be happy to do that. <laughs> We're going to have to talk to Sugar Smack about that. Yeah, Sugar Smack might have to hook. I mean, that, and that's the going back to what started all this, which is talking about getting, getting, being high all the time, which I will be. Um, <laughs> right now, it's fucking really a pain in the ass. I mean, right now, the closest place to get to get weed is legally is Michigan, right? Which is for me, it's like three, three and a half hour drive, you know, mm. to, to get up to get it and to get enough of it to make it worthwhile. Right. You know, so three hours each way to yeah. get enough to make it worthwhile is a felony charge if I get stopped, right? Because, you know, I, if it was up to me, I'd buy $200 of vape cartridges and I'd be set for six months. Right. You know, but. Yeah, you could probably do that and yeah, but not going to go in your car for, for anything. Maybe. I don't know. I watch enough of that fucking On Patrol Live where sure. they constantly are busting everybody for Well, weed. I mean, my advice uh, if you're transporting anything illegal is make sure that your car, first and foremost, is up to par with the registration, with all the basic things mm. your brake lights your everything sure. and then and then probably the other equally important thing is not speeding you know to like maybe put yeah. gps on be aware when it tells oh, you yeah. what the speed limits are that's one good thing about ways and uh that i like is they they do have what the speed limit is where sometimes you didn't even see a sign they might not even have a sign up there right. it's a kind of a little trap area mm -hmm. but this thing usually ways will usually tell you what it is and, and it'll get red if you're going past yeah. it these are all things that'll definitely help you not sure. get pulled over and then when you do get pulled over if you have a valid driver's license and you produce that you're still good i mean and yeah cartridges I, I just, don't smell they don't make no. the cops not going to go well i was suspicious i smelled weed and so yeah. i decided to search the car I'm going to tell you though what my biggest fear of the whole thing is, dude. And this might make sense to you and it might not. I own a business that's fucking primarily a kid's business. Right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. If I get busted and it's in the newspaper in downtown Pittsburgh, uh, you know, kids party center owner busted for trafficking marijuana. Yeah. Right. I'm fucked. The business is fucked. A lot of people are out of work. For what? So I can right. get high? Good point. I can just wait. I'll wait till May or September or whenever they're going to fucking bring it here. You think it's that soon? Yeah, well, it's legal here now. Oh, okay. Yeah, then it, it's it, right it, around the, the corner. They're just the, getting it, it's, paperwork. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's legal ordinance. here, but you can't. There's nowhere to buy it. They yeah, haven't okay. They haven't gotten to the distribution part of it yet. Sure. But, but but last uh, November, I guess it was they pat they legalized marijuana in Ohio. Oh, great! Good. So you know, getting it is not the issue. Transporting sure. the amounts is the issue. Valid concern. It's a it's certainly a valid concern. Yeah, and, and I I'm, just, I'm excited to hear they're going to step it up. I mean, as as they should, and they there's a lot of uh, states they could see how they worked it out. You know, here in California, it's. Uh, they have a, a short list of licenses that they're going to 
disperse and those sure. people pay top dollar for those mm-hmm. sometimes a million dollars to get one of those but uh, ohio probably won't be as much but yeah. i think it'll do a good service for people because you know people like you should be able to get something to help them sleep at night or whatever yeah. that's not a drug or taking aspirin well, or and yeah. and and dude i i'm sure it's like this all over the country i'll just say how it is here in ohio it's fucking ridiculous the way that they hold on to these goddamn painkillers like it's you know i get that people abuse them as i said i abused them. Right. i mm-hmm. so i'm i'm not trying to say that people don't abuse the shit but i'm watching my mom who's 75 years old has never had a drug issue in her entire life she has back issues that like not just back issues like i'm old my back hurts but like the kind where you have to have surgery after surgery after surgery yeah and they fucking hold her to well we can't we'll we'll prescribe you three pills and then you have to come back next week to get three more and it's like get the fuck out of here they've really changed the the laws because of the abuse that's gone on now they're really holding doctors to it it's making it very difficult to prescribe even anything they've gone the other way with it too far the other way with it and maybe i'm a callous asshole but let the people that want to abuse the shit abuse it and die sorry i know that's hard but let them die no they're doing that let them let them go let them go and don't penalize the 90 percent that will use the shit correctly yeah for the 10 percent that if you don't if you don't give them this this drug then they'll go fucking try and cook blue meth in the back of their fucking well yeah they they can you know they don't want the the um the legal recourse for these prescribed things but you could tell they're still throwing so much fentanyl out there not not necessarily Mm -hmm. big pharma but wherever that's coming from it's like really disturbing amount of fentanyl that's you know seemingly from china from what i can tell i don't want to just throw them under the bus with this but that's how i understand it from what i've ascertained of the news and where it comes from um but the amount of people it's hitting everyone there was just mm-hmm. another death um the pawn stores guy lost his son the really? other day yeah not one of the ones on the show it was like the son that's not on the show that's actually oh, okay. like uh, better looking than those guys for sure <laughs> and uh had like a went to college and you know with this and he fentanyl overdose you know <laughs> way yeah, too dude. common well and, and the thing with the fentanyl and i don't know this to be true again i'm throwing bullshit out here but it's probably true um i had the absolute one of my favorite interviews i've ever done in my life was interviewing freeway rick ross from you know the the drug dealer from from los angeles and you know he did 20 years of time and whatever for selling coke and he told me some crazy stories about making like 10 million dollars a week and stuff you know literally buying neighbor houses like all the houses in a neighborhood and tearing off the the um what do you call that shit the that you build walls with the the spackle the the not the, the no the actual drywall drywall he would they would pull off the drywall take out all the insulation and fill it with weed and then put the drywall back up cuz they had nowhere to store the weed and he was buying whole neighborhoods to do this yeah. i mean it was it was crazy how much we how much weed and coke and everything he was he's mostly a coke dealer and he told me and it, this is proven out true you could see it and if you're just looking at a history book if it's still available 
they were they were the government our government was selling him the coke or helping him get the coke in that's right in exchange for the money which paid for the iran contra scandal which paid mm-hmm. the contras to fucking do our bidding for us in, in assassinations and shit yeah and it's to fun it's, things that the people yeah. would never go for so they get the money elsewhere yeah. so they don't have to say where it came from and that's what launched all the crack epidemic and all that other shit you're gonna tell me that after the success they had with that they're not doing the same thing with fentanyl i don't have proof of that but it would it shock me no these are scary times i really don't know if it's even a a a scarier thing behind it you know what i mean as far as just killing americans you know what i mean if uh they're finally trying to put an end to america these other communist countries that's one way to do it is just flood it with uh with you know fentanyl who knows if the u.s government's that involved with it or not i don't know but it's uh it's scary um well all of it is scary and and when you think about it they're not only and you're probably right and goodbye youtube i'm sure we're getting taken off right about now but um you know they're flooding the market with fentanyl they're flooding the country with with people people you know, you're living in an area. I've got to imagine it's crazy where you live, no? I'm seeing it. I'm starting to see, you know, we've always, ever since I moved to San Diego, I've always seen migrants here. Sure. Like, hiring illegal aliens has been going on forever. Like, oh, yeah. specifically in the gardening and uh, home mm-hmm. cleaning uh, realm. Sure. That mm-hmm. has always been going on. They really tried to, like, down, you know, get people to, to not do that. You know, they... Mm-hmm embarrass you if you do that but there's always been like if you go to home depot there'd always be like 50 guys up you know 20 50 guys behind home depot ready to work for you like if you Mm -hmm. had some shit you need a holes dug whatever i I just want to add an example to that okay this is just to share how long this has been going on Mm -hmm. when i lived in fort ord when i was stationed at fort ord which is central california so it's not on the border it's how far is that up by monterey from the border like five hours, four or five hours, mm-hmm. roughly. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely not within walking distance is all I'm saying. It's definitely far. There's a town up there called Northridge. And right. Northridge was the closest movie theater to Fort Ord. So okay. when I would go see movies, I would go to the Northridge, the Northridge Mall, which was um, yeah, 15 minutes, 15, 20 minute drive from, from Fort Ord. And to go through Northridge, all Northridge was, was plants, corn, um, whatever they grow in California, right? Garlic, you know, all this, all these plants, there was nothing but Mexicans working and there were to drive through, you know, you drove through about eight miles of this stuff and you saw. 500 to a thousand workers out in these fields just working constantly and this was this was back in 1989 and 90. yeah so that was 35 years ago now it's got to be 10 times as much and we have you know here we have our share of flower fields and lemon and avocados and you know Mm -hmm. we have our produce that are that that are strawberries you name it and right you know i'm sure that, that a lot of them are documented and 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 what have you but um and that's just something that's always kind of gone on on here in in a controlled capacity they kind of the numbers seemed 
to be pretty level over mm-hmm. the years but now i'm really starting to see more of that um but these aren't just mexicans you know there's chinese nationals they're sure. saying allegedly allegedly mm-hmm. right uh coming through here and other middle eastern you know people coming through as well yeah. from south america up through mexico and just rolling in so there is seemingly an invasion it, it could also be part of being allowed to happen as part of a, a great replacement you know yeah we talked about the great reset but now it's, this is seemingly like a, a great replacement because i think that a lot of people went bye-bye in the last couple of years for whatever reason got sick or repercussions of a choice bad choice they made uh but they're gone now and i think it's a lot of people uh probably millions and uh so they got to replace those taxpayers and they're going to replace them with people like why else would they be offering two years of free rent and citizenship for Mm -hmm. nothing for just showing up here i mean they're clearly trying to replace people Mm -hmm. and you know, maybe make them uh, Democratic voters uh, because that's well, the administration doing this. You know, yeah. I mean, that's that, and there's valid concern about that. And the fact that they're not putting the clamp down on it when you can see how many people they cannot house. I mean, you more than anybody. My brother lives in San Diego, same right. as you. And sure. I've heard that the, the the homeless situation in San Diego is off the fucking chain bad. It is. It That's is, what I've I've heard it's it's I've heard and tell me if I'm wrong in this that the number of people homeless and living in homeless it, it's not even homeless areas anymore it's homeless communities is as much as as most small towns have as population For I've heard sure. that it's crazy like that now Oh that's, yeah, like Los Angeles. I don't want to throw out wrong numbers, but they have like you know over a million yeah. homeless people up in that city or something like that. It's outrageous, and I mean here I've seen in Oceanside, just in my own community, the OPD Oceanside Police Department has had to like create a whole homeless outreach mm-hmm. department just for dealing with these these folks. And you know this is a whole thing. They just they just send these people up north and back down here they're not from here these they're dropping them Mm -hmm. off here and it's weird yesterday there was a kid he was right right when i uh, got off the freeway he was standing there and i could hear him talk he's like i need some money for beer come on you know he's a white kid white (laughs) he's like looked like he was about 22 years old it's sad it's sad to see it is uh, the state of affairs but um yeah uh Big, big the homeless problem um the influx of of people it's caused like the rents to just skyrocket around here on if you wanted to come live where i am like on the strand over here two two bedroom rents four thousand dollars fuck jesus that's four of my house payments that's right (laughs) that's fucking crazy and i know it's a great area but i don't know that it's worth four of my house payments fuck that that's crazy talk man all right man i think we've given the people enough we're running out of space here to do so uh where are you gonna be are you are you touring this week are you not what are you doing no our next shows are going to be in las vegas and and those are the ones with uh night ranger okay and i just had steven's uh site here and this is going to be uh february friday february 16th and saturday february 17th at the strat the stratosphere in las vegas okay night ranger and steven piercy doing the out of the cellar 
nice. album in its entirety. So come party with us at that. And then um, the 80s cruise is, is coming up that we're going to go on. Um, I will I will be gone that week for about five days. It would coincide okay. with the show probably on that uh, beginning of March there. Um, but we aren't doing the whole thing. It was initially a 10-day cruise, but apparently mm-hmm. I got word we're going to get off the boat in Aruba. And okay. another band's going to come on uh, and take our place or whatever, take our rooms. It's a sold-out cruise. Sure. So, uh, but anyways, that's going to be a long uh, flight home. But truth be told, I, you know, as you, you get antsy after a certain amount of days, mm-hmm. right? You want to spend 10 days on a ship? Susan, no. Susan very much so wanted to spend 10 days. She's so angry that, you know, but I'm like, hey, it's still a free cruise. You're still yeah. going to Aruba. Come on, calm down. And it's five days. That's that's what a normal cruise is. 10 days is a lot. Right. And, and, and we'll have, we'll have already and, played two gigs. Yeah. You know, and for you guys, especially Steven, but you as well, that's a lot of days to try and be anonymous a little bit to, you know, you're right. locked on a boat. It ain't like you can go anywhere. So it's like every time you go out to get a fucking hamburger or a plate of shrimp or something, you got 10 assholes coming up to you going, hey, man, I saw you in 2012 and you guys kicked ass, dude. Take a picture with me. Well, as we know, like my first experience was last year when I went on the Monsters of Rock cruise and I had no idea what to expect. We had mm-hmm. a lot of speculation. You were like, hey, you're going to have a great time. I, I I learned a lot from the whole experience. This boat for the 80s cruise is the same ship. So okay. now it's basically the same thing, just different name, different kind of different genre of bands. I think Sebastian Bach and Piercy are pretty much the only 80s hair guys. Right. The rest of it are all like the flock of seagulls type bands and stuff. It's oh, nice. Like <laughs> alternative. Nice. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I, I, I don't know what to expect uh, as far as the people coming up to me. But I, I know on the last thing I underpacked, I looked like uh, I went third world country with my look. I had some <laughs> just ripped up shorts and a little like right. uh, Adidas, you know, zip up thing and a hat. Sure. Nobody really recognized me where this time I think I'm going to bring some more clothes and actually in case we do do some nice dinners actually look nice and people might might see me come say hi that's fine i can handle it yeah, for a few buy days. some pics <laughs> i don't know what the rules are on that you know those ships do have some merch rules that they don't okay. want you to screw up like you're it's not a big merch thing on there uh, right they they want people to just buy one item or something from their thing i probably won't be have anything on that maybe might have to uh contraband hey man you're just in some picture yeah. Maybe, Maybe you get some bu- see what you do is you get some business cards made with the link to the pics and you say, Hey, when we get to the when you get to the dock there, yeah. connect and buy some pics. Well, I you know, I could send them to ericpix.cmspn.com. That's right. And the all are on the boat. I go, see, you have Wi-Fi, get on there, go. There you go, buddy. When I get home, first thing I'm doing is signing that, write your address on there, go mail it out. There you and go. then there's there's my Venmo link on uh, that people saw on my Facebook. That's two that goes right to me. But this the link for the CMSPN.com also helps Chris out a tiny bit for now. We're, we'll have to renegotiate as as that, that that whole thing steps up in the future. But he gets a, a little taste to the action. So I, yeah. I am not worried about that. What I'm worried everybody about everybody and what I'm worried about is that everybody gets their picks because that's right. Because I I know you ain't gonna do this forever as far as selling the picks. No, they're gonna stop, and if you don't right. get them now, 
you may not get your chance. I mean, well, I know Eric, I know Eric has restocked for now, right? But we got other merch plans, so don't think. And I and I'm going to make this real clear because I know you're you're the nice guy. I'm going to be the dick here. They're gonna end. They're not always going to be available. No. When Eric says they're limited edition, they really are limited edition. I'm going to guess that 500 is going to be it. After 500, uh, wow, we're that moving was on big, to something. A, that was a way bigger uh, amount than I had intended. Right. Um, what well. I was going to say was like for for this for this packaging for for, mm-hmm. for these picks, I was even probably going to say for this year like under possibly i don't want to say for sure but i wasn't intending to really make any more of these i've i i only made i think 200 okay at which a quarter of those are gone yeah and um yeah so all right I, so I might even, move on even to less. something else so right. even less so 200 you've already sold 50 you know there's 150 left if you want them you better get them because i'm telling okay. you we're Eric and I behind the scenes, and we won't get into it because we don't have anything to show for it yet, but we're already talking about other shit. That's right. And we're not going to sell. We One thing I can tell y'all that we've decided is we are not going to be whores. Right. We're not going to be like, here's our list of 700 items that you can buy. It's going to yeah. be this item. Then it's going to be maybe a Ferentino shirt or a cap cap. That is one right. thing that we've already, we've both decided we want is a cap cap, but it's going to be like one, maybe two items at the most at a time. And that's Correct. it. So Correct. get the picks because they're cool. I would like one too, Eric, if you want to throw one yes. in the mail for me, but, um, yes. um, that's going to be it. Get them now because they're going to be gone. So, um, and you know what else is going to be gone? Us right about now <laughs> <laughs> so for chris aiken presents hope you guys have enjoyed it i am chris aiken and i'm Fantino. and we are long long gone see you folks